0: Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah,
1: well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy! Now, what do you think?
0: You think I'm qualified? Well, what I mean is, can you be scary?
1: Oh! oh! I know, you're asking me, can I be scary?
0: What do you think of this? Ah. You like it? Yes, this is real music. Dark, brooding, important, groundbreaking. Check out the lyrics. Darkness. No parents. Continue darkness. More darkness, get it? The opposite of light Black hole Curtains drawn In the basement
1: Middle of the night. Blacked out windows Other places that are dark Black suit Black
0: coffee You get it, that's just the first verse Darkness
1: Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Dude and a Monkey, I am your host uh, Mark Foster and as ever I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Ian Loring, hi, I'm wonderful, he is indeed and we have we have a special show. Um, we're moving away from our original format um, this week. Um, for one reason only. Um originally it was simply just because we hadn't quite decided on a um, a marathon. Um, we still haven't actually to be honest decided on a marathon yet, are we Ian? Um, no. but we are gonna pick one out of the um, suggestions that we had, which we thank you all for. There's some really, yep. really good suggestions there. Are there any that jump out and, and, and smack you in the face, Ian?
2: um not yet if i'm honest i mean like there, there, there are i just can't remember what they are at the moment uh, but that's not to say they're shit or anything like that i just uh just fucking i've got a really little kid man don't push me <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yes so uh, we will be choosing for one of those and uh whoever suggested the winner will receive a a nice shiny um blu-ray of point break um Supplied by myself, um, but we will we will let that person know at some point during the coming week. Um, yeah,
2: I should have come up with
1: one. <laughs> uh, right, um, what have we got for you this week, Ian? What have we got for the people?
2: Okay, yeah, uh, so we've got um, we've got three reviews uh because frankly we think we're going to get quite a bit of mileage out of all of them i think um so we're going to take on uh well first we first we're going to do some trailers we usually do and then we will kick into um Phil Lord and Chris Miller's The Lego Movie uh which uh has been getting like the most positive reaction on the twitterverse out of any film i think i can remember since like the Avengers basically yeah. uh, Uh, But anyway, we'll get into it. And then uh, we're going to take on uh, Spike Jones's Her, uh, which is finally out in the UK. And then we're going to finish off with um, another Spike, uh, Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy, uh, as uh, we have now both seen it. And uh, we were thinking of reviewing it before and... um, I don't know. There, there hasn't really been a lot of talk about it, just because nobody fucking saw it in the cinema. So, um, I'm, I'm yeah, i yeah, I, I think we should uh, have a good chat about that.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly can do. Um, uh, like we're going to um, talk about some trailers before that, uh, and we will answer um, some Twitter questions as well. Uh, we decided to do the old boy review uh, instead of a one old one new. It's probably a good idea. Cause I was going to talk about old boy in my one or my one new anyway. And my one-old was going to be either Multiplicity or Wayne's World 2. And let's be honest, I don't think people really need to hear me talk about either of those films as much as they need to hear us have a discussion about old boy. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'll say my one-old was going to be Mulholland Drive, which, uh, you know, is still great, but I don't think there's anything I could add to the general discussion about Mulholland Drive, frankly. Yeah,
1: it's one of those films that is so complex and so overreaching and everything like that in everything it is that to kind of sum it up within you know a, a 10 minute thing it is it is a strange one to kind of put into that totally um right so well let's get into it ian uh what trailers did you see in your um child almost free screening of like a,
2: yeah, fucking right man. That was um that was good. Um, so first off, uh, bizarrely a trailer for amazing Spider-Man 2 which played before the ads even started. Got a feeling that was a programming fuck-up because that trailer didn't look like a user and it's weird that it was before the ads even started. Uh, But it was a trailer for it that I don't think I'd seen before, like that particular edit. And, you know, we've already talked about Amazing Spider-Man 2 anyway. Um, What else was there? Uh, The teaser for Interstellar was um, before Lego Movie, I suppose, because it's a U and it is a Warner Brothers film. Uh, Actually, I'll be honest, that was the second time I've seen that teaser and it actually sat better for me. The idea of um, Matthew McConaughey's uh, voiceover about hope and like trying to strive to achieve things. Um, I, I I don't know. That I, I think that was a, that's kind of like a. A, a wistful kind of tone to that that i if it kind of keeps that up during the film as well as being a blockbuster could be really fucking interesting actually um and then it, i don't know it was a bunch of kids films uh being advertised um but in terms of other new trailers uh jodorowsky's dune uh with uh, dune even which uh, is coming out sometime soon but i don't know when uh Oh, apparently uh, it opens in America in limited release March twenty first. There's no UK release date yet. Uh, looks great. Uh, looks really entertaining. We've heard a lot of good things, and the, the trailer kind of plays that out basically. Uh, the new trailer for Transcendence. Uh, speaking of Christopher Nolan earlier, who uh, produces Transcendence, uh, we actually talked about this quite a bit on the latest thirty five millimeter heroes that just went up today. But um, it looks really plodding and like kind of nineties in a kind of a weird bad way. Yeah, it um, does
1: look very, very 90,
2: doesn't it? And, um, I'm not too sure about Transcendence at all, not not at all, but, um, I'll direct people to 35 Memories because, uh, Brad, Noel, and I actually have a good chat on that. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else, uh, I can't remember, if I even watched anything else, actually. Um, fucking... Oh, <laughs> The Purge Anarchy, which, um, At least they're doing something different. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It will probably be rubbish. I I mean, it's it's the same writer, director, you know, but at least they are doing something different. They're opening out the scope. And it, it, I don't know, it's got potential to at least have some interesting imagery. So whatever. I'm not going to see it in the fucking cinema, but I'll happily watch it on Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's 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 pretty much my feelings towards towards that film, despite the fact that I I, I hated the first one. Yeah, yeah, I mean I don't know,
2: just we'll
1: see. Yeah, um, right. I mean, what I caught was um, I caught the trailer purge which you spoke about, um, a, a, a Wizard of Oz return towards animation one uh, before Lego, uh, which just looks, looks just awful and pointless. Uh, the uh, Digimation Tarzan movie, uh, which again looks awful and uh, pointless, uh, the Postman Pat movie, which, you know, ugh, fucking hell. When uh, David Tennant left uh, Doctor Who, it, you know, <laughs> it, it was presumed, and it, and he, he made he did make a bit of a big deal about saying that you know he was leaving it because he wanted to pursue. Yes a career in Hollywood and he wanted to take that chance and now he's doing the, you know, off the back of things like The Decoy Bride and wasn't he in Nativity 2 or something like that? Yeah, he was. Danger <laughs> in the manger. Yeah, and now he's playing a villain in what looks like just... a just utterly shy, terrible, terrible British animation film. Um, and, you know, you've also got Rupert Grintz doing a voice for it and you're thinking... You know, you made a lot of money off the Harry Potter films from being not very talented. Just just do Macaulay Culkin and disappear.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, don't lend your voice to that, because there's just no coming back from it. Um, uh, that was all I saw, luckily, before uh, the Lego movie. Um, all the ones I saw was the uh, a trailer for Bad Country, uh, a film starring Matt uh, Dillon and Willem Dafoe, uh, which looks like could be quite interesting. It's one of those that that will... It'll go straight to VOD. Um, you know, neither one of those guys are have the the, the gravitas to kind of to drag people to the cinema anymore. Um, it's one of those which it'd usually probably get a really such sort of small release, but now it can get a bit more of a push of VOD um, for certainly something like that. Uh, and so the full trailer for um, Joe the. Uh, Nick Cage film, uh, which stars what's his name from Mud, um, Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. Um, that looks like it could be a, a fucking great film. That, to be honest, I'm very, very much looking forward to that. It's uh, it's David Gordon Green uh, directing, uh, based on quite a strong, um, quite a strong text there. Um, your Ty Sheridan was very, very good in mud. Uh, looks like it's a similar role in a way, but there's a bit more. You know, he's got a couple of years uh, more to him with this film, um, and it looks like Nick Cage actually being the Nick Cage you remember. You know, before he became action hero, Nick Cage, uh, where there's a bit more, like, like he's trying.
0: Sure.
1: Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite pumped for that. To be honest, looking forward to when that comes out. Um, but no, I don't think, a, don't think there's a release date particularly set for it yet. I don't think. So wait for that. Other than that, I think that was that was all I saw um, this week. Oh, I, I I did start watching a trailer for a Kevin Hart film, but then fucking turned it off. It was terrible. Sure,
2: no, that's fair enough.
1: Uh, cool. Right. Um. Done for trailers, I think, aren't we? Yeah. I think so, sir. Cool. Right. Uh, well, I'm uh, We'll play you a trailer for the uh, greatest animation movie of all time, if you believe what Twitter tells you. Um, the Lego Movie, and then we'll we'll discuss our thoughts on it.
2: Good morning, apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks. Hit them. One. Two. Three. I am so pumped up! Yes, overpriced coffee.
0: That's thirty-seven dollars.
2: <laughs> awesome! Everything is awesome.
0: Oh my gosh, I love Everything this song. No, guys, wait up! A- Where am I? Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes, that's me. Relax everybody. I'm here.
1: Batman, awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh my gosh. Uh, pow. Wham. Uh, uh, first try. <laughs> Hello, Master Builders. Hello. Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen.
0: I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. And you are right. A house divided against itself would be better than this. Abraham Lincoln. I'm not the special. I'm just a regular, normal guy. You have the ability to be the special. Because I believe in you. DESTROY HIM! Aloha, loser! We'll wing It's a bad pun. Take him to the melding chamber. Isn't there supposed to also be a good cop? Hi, buddy. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, actually. Too bad. We are entering your mind. What? I don't think he's ever had an original thought. That's not true. Introducing the double-decker couch. So everyone could watch TV together and be buddies. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let me handle this.
1: That idea is just the worst. To the Batmobile!
0: Dang it!
2: To the Invisible Jet!
1: Dang it! Okay, that was a trailer for the Lego Movie, uh, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, of course, who directed. the first Cloud of the Chance Meatballs film and 21 Jump Street, uh, which I know both uh, myself and, and you, Ian were very big fans of both oh, those really? films. Voices um, being lent to this film you've got uh, Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, uh, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, <laughs> um, Morgan Freeman, uh, who a guy about halfway through the film in the screen I saw. Uh, noticed it was Morgan Freeman and decided to tell everybody it was Morgan Freeman uh, <laughs> by clapping and going,
2: Morgan Freeman! Oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: to which, to be honest, uh, isn't, you know, just the relief in his voice alone that it worked out it was Morgan Freeman stopped me from going, oh, for fuck's sake, and yeah, made me yeah, just yeah. think, do you know what? I'll give him that one. Because my screening was a pact with kids' screening and it was... It was incredibly noisy, but this is a U film. It's made for kids, so I had no problem with it at all. You're not
2: allowed to be pissed off at kids. in no. in a U film, like being noisy, you're not. You just, you're no, not allowed.
1: You're absolutely not. This is a film that's been made for kids, and they are. They weren't be. They weren't running up and down aisles. They were just giggling and laughing, and people were dancing. And do you know what? If that's reactions to the film. I think it's brilliant, I think that, yeah. that, that, that's great, so I, I, there is no way I was going to get pissy on, on that um, story is um, you've got a um, an evil uh, overlord um, known as President Business uh, who seems to run the Lego world um, who has stolen uh, a thing called the Craigle. Uh, uh, which is using it as a super weapon and he's going to deploy it um, but there as being a a chosen one simply known as the special who is a master builder who the prophecy states can stop it um Ian, what did you think of the Lego movie?
2: um I enjoyed the Lego movie um I think it completely. Uh, meets its aims at being entertaining and funny and charming. Um, I don't, however, feel it quite meets its aims with the kind of like the emotional resonance that it really, 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 really rams down your throat in the third act. And especially when that's essentially tied to a message that we've seen in a fuckload of other kids' films. That the message of this isn't a sport. Well, actually, fuck it. We're all spoilers all the time. Yeah. The message of be yourself, which, yeah, it, it is the, the most oh, kind was that of the
1: message. I thought oh, it was. Was that the message? You see, I didn't. I I, I, oh, right. I, I didn't get that at all.
2: Really, because it was it was it was subtle. Yeah, I yeah, quite. It just that the, the, the thing is, the, I think the film itself fails at its aim there, but the rest of it, I think, is it like re, kind of almost masks that. And I'll especially say there are an awful lot of people on the interwebs over the last couple of weeks. Just basically saying how this film is a masterpiece and it is absolute genius and it's doing stuff that you've never seen before. I don't think that's in the slightest, but I do think it's it's it is very entertaining while it's on, and kids will quite rightly go nuts for it. However, I I, I don't think it's the great white hope that everyone seems to think it is and when the backlash eventually comes and it will i i'm not entirely there but i, I will see what it means
1: yes um i I'm pretty much with you on this I, I I very much enjoyed the majority uh, of this film yeah. i think the um the third act not you not even the third act. The first part of the third act uh I felt was very that's when it started to get quite ploddy. Um I didn't have an issue, um and like I say we're all spoilers all the time, so if you don't want to hear about what happens, you know, I'm gonna go i go very spoilery here. Uh then then skip forward a little bit. Um but the, when they bring in the human element of it, I that's not what I had an issue with. I actually quite enjoyed that bit. I, let me say, I think the emotional beats, they're a little bit too heavy-handed. But then again, that's coming from a 31-year-old with a nine-year-old daughter. Yeah. You know, that's not coming... Maybe the nine-year-old daughter... And I didn't take my daughter to see this because she had something else that she was at this morning. Um my wife is going to take Becky's Becky is going to go and take her to see her, I think, uh, at some point next week. Uh, but maybe that element, you know, would resonate more with kids. So it's, it's easy for, you know, for two, well, one guy in his 30s and uh, one guy who's nearly in his 30s. Yeah, very late of, 20s. Yeah, yeah to point. kind of say, oh, the, the emotional beats are a little bit too heavy-fisted. Uh, to me, they they just, it kind of washed over me, but they, they it didn't work. It didn't get me going, oh, like, like like it seemed to want, but it, it, the the outlying bits that essentially were very much reminiscent of, uh, of some of the issues I had with the Avengers where it, it became a little bit too much of battle, 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 battle and it was the same things being repeated, it did start to kind of drag me down a little bit and, and did start to, I thought they, that could have been a bit more pacey and the the joke started to run out uh, during that bit a little bit. Where- it,
2: it loses steam like a motherfucker it, in the yeah, third it, act.
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. Whereas the first the first act is, is, is pumpy as, as fuck. And yeah. you know the middle act still keeps it going. And the yeah. the world building, um, no pun intended, it is it, it, is very good. And there's so many fucking throwaway lines, and the fact that they make they make so many of the pieces just jerks. Um, yeah. The fact that Batman is just an arsehole.
2: Yeah.
1: It's great. And his song is brilliant.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, darkness, no parents. It just, <laughs> It's so fucking spot on. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, even though I, I mean, and I was just listening to another podcast that said this, but I was thinking this. I was thinking this. The third act. It's all really clever, 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 clever. Well all right if you if you want to be nitpicky about it but i kind of think it's a fair point if this is a child's imagination how fucking weird is this kid's imagination that he gets meta postmodern concepts about batman and how batman is a brooding whiny little fucker who needs to be cool like who needs to show himself to be cool to get on in life it just that is really, really, really nitpicky, and i wouldn't usually bring it up, but my it, it, I'm, I'm almost reviewing my reaction to people's reactions to the film well but... yeah
1: I, I i can yeah I, I, I can see that
2: I think it is. It's easy when that happens because I think
1: we were very much looking forward to it, both of us
2: were very much looking forward I was to it. So, I was fucking pumped, man. That's the, And it's, it's kind of my own fault. But then again, when you've had a good couple of weeks of people incessantly screaming on their Twitter feeds. And I mean, positivity is awesome. Yeah. But when you've had this from all corners and, and you know, it, it can't help but make you excited. And then when you're like, well, it wasn't as good as good as everyone made it out to be. And then people come out saying, oh, you're a you're a killjoy or whatever. It, it just, well, I I can't. And, and you're like, you know, well, you know, try not to listen to it. It's like, all right, well, you same person. Keep it down then. You know, if you don't want me to listen, there's, I'm not going to name names in the slightest, but there was one person on Twitter who said to me when, you know, when I was saying, I think I've, I kind of bought into the hype a little bit too much, you know, try not to buy into the hype. That same person for a solid week had been tweeting a lot about how good the Lego movie was.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I... What I'll say, is, it, 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 I'm gonna come to some positives in a minute because I feel like I've been quite negative, about a film that I actually quite enjoyed. But um, my issue is, is the, the amount of people that that I know uh, that from reading I, I was with, that have been to see it multiple times already, and this film's been out like effectively. Let's be honest, this film's been out a week,
2: yeah. hasn't it? You know, yeah, Saturday Sunday previews, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, the Saturday Sunday previews, and then I think there was previews on Thursdays as well, so. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday—you couldn't go and see it. I mean, fuck! It's effectively it's been out a week. But people who've been out been to see it more than once, wouldn't I, I came out of it thinking, I enjoyed it. It was good. But fuck, I, I You know, when it comes out on 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 Blu-ray, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I'll be watching it. But my intention was to go watch it this morning and then go and watch it at some point in the week or next weekend with Isabel.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thought. I don't want to see it that much anymore. I'll just let Becky and Isabel go on their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah. uh, even though, I mean, I think, you know, we, we should say... I mean, it is... When it's on fire, it, it, you know, it's on fire. Yeah. Well, that that's it. I, I think, you know, we,
1: we, we, we've seemingly been quite negative, but I, I, I still really enjoyed the film. But I think just some of the complete um, hyperbole about it so far... Has kind of made me go a little bit like wanting to say, right? It's good, but let's fucking calm down a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's very good, but it's not. It's not reinventing the fucking wheel.
2: Yes. Ex- yeah. No. I mean, it, it, it is. It is exactly that. And I mean, it, it just. It's. it's I, f- I. I just. I don't get what is so clever and amazing about. The, the the third act that people are like saying you know it's got real sincere emotional beats and it's like well yes it does but the the, the message I mean the, the thing is the dad and the kid stuff frankly there's not enough of that for me to get to get emotionally engaged you know the idea of of, of the the dads the kid wanting to play with the dad. You know, I mean, it's basically it comes down to that one speech that Emmett has, and then suddenly they're all huggy. Mm. and it, it just it doesn't. I, I I mean the the morals of that speech are fine, but they are essentially do your own thing, don't care about what anyone else says, and you'll come good in the end. Kung Fu Panda did that six years ago. Yeah, it it it, it it's a. Me- it's Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Their film did that five years ago.
1: That, that's the thing is, is I don't see in any way how the Lego Movie is better
2: than Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. I just don't think it is. No, I, for me, it's not. Because the third act of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is way more entertaining than the Lego Movie one is. Um,
1: it, it, I, I just, I. I I feel disappointed because I feel like I've let myself down by going in, going, yeah, this is gonna be amazing, and then like a few days before, going, oh, I'm a bit nervous now. Oh yeah. I'm a bit nervous now because the amount of people that are going on about saying how amazing it is has me worried that what this is is, it is it's that it's that one-upmanship. It's that oh, I thought it was great. Oh, I yeah. thought it was super great. Yep. Well, I thought it was the greatest animation movie ever. Well, I thought it was the greatest movie ever. Yep. Well, I thought it was the greatest thing to happen of anything ever, and I'm going to yep. buy every bit of Lego that's ever been made. That's how much I liked it. And it it, it started to feel a little bit like that, that I was then going, oh, shit, I, I actually don't know what to expect now.
2: Yeah.
1: And now, leaning into it, you know, you can start going into the good bits. It's the first hour is punchy as fuck it works really well and it, it bounces along and the jokes are like hard to meatballs and to an extent like uh 21 jump street there's so many that you get the feeling that watching it over and over again you you'll pick up more and more and more and there's there's background stuff as well going on there's always like like in the lego games there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the background of those, where you're looking at it going and what you're watching in the foreground is is funny, but there's always sort of some Lego piece in the background that's like falling over or some shit like that. Yeah, I yeah, no, I
2: mean, I, I mean, visually it's it, it, it's an awful lot of fun and I mean, it is Did you really... see it in 3D or 2D? Yeah, 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 no, I
1: did see it in 3D, in the 3Ds, uh, did you? I, no, I, um, strangely um, um uh, my uh, local view was showing seven screenings in the day in um, 2D uh, and only two in 3D. That's weird. That is, yeah. Because
2: there's not another big 3D film yeah, out, is there? I was there? just thinking. Yeah, no, I mean, I Frankenstein, that's gone. Um, no, yeah, that's very odd. I, I was
1: because to be honest, I, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of three D, but I would have gone to see this in three D because it seems it, like it's, the sort of thing that would have lent itself well.
2: Yeah, it's fun because because of like the well building type of stuff, and you know when the blocks are flying around the place, and it, it it I mean that that is really really entertaining. I mean when I get the Blu Ray, and I, I will get the Blu Ray of this, I, I will get it on in three D blue. and I mean it. I, I, I mean Chris Pratt is a good, engaging, warm central performer and i mean elizabeth banks is good um I, I like charlie day as the spaceship guy um his his thing where he finally gets to do the spaceship and he's just <laughs> repeatedly shouting spaceship was great yeah,
1: uh, yeah that, I, I did enjoy that
2: like that that it kind of like it's one of those things where it kind of breaks through the boundary of being funny and then being a little bit all oh, this is going on a bit and then kind of breaking back through to funny again um it, 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 it that that really really did work for me um and I, mean, I, I, I thought the good cop bad cop stuff was was fantastic. Um, I thought the, that overplayed a little bit. I really liked it. I, I, mean, I, I, I really liked it to start off with, but I, it, it felt
1: to me like a joke that was that was good and it was funny, but they used it too many times.
2: Uh, I mean, no, fair enough. I, it just. I, I don't know. I I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I I did like it when he came back when he essentially drew his face
1: back on. Yeah, I, I because yeah,
2: yeah. I'm I'm specifically thinking of that. I just thought that was really fucking yeah. funny. But that was a
1: yeah. I, uh, that was a one of my great moments of the film. My highlight moments, was when he drew his own face back on.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, it's just the, the fucking shitty smile. That he <laughs> yeah. gives him. It's I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great, and it, it, you know, it's got. The whole thing's got that kind of that, that visual wit along with the very, very modern kind of sitcom dialogue sensibility, which makes sense, both given the, the, the voice cast, which is made up of a lot of kind of sitcom folks. Yeah. And also the fact that it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who, um, you know, they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meables, but they also did um, uh, they also worked on How I Met Your Mother um, early on as well. And, I I, I mean, so it has got that kind of, like, rapid-fire, shacklesome dialogue throughout. Yeah,
1: Um, I I also, I mean, there's there's sort of subplots
2: uh, within it, like the fact
1: that uh, you've got Superman and Green Lantern, and Superman's trying to avoid Green Lantern. And then there's there's, there's the other bit to that in the fact that Superman is voiced by Channing Tatum and Green Lantern is voiced by Jonah Hill. you know, there's, yeah, that's a good point. there's that level to it as, as well, which which kind of works quite quite well.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I mean it's, um, and I mean there there are re- real great little treat bits. I mean this this I'm sure this bit wasn't as great for you, but the um, the Star Wars bit I thought was fucking amazing. Just the the idea of Han Solo, Chewie, and Lando just touring the galaxy looking for places to party. Yeah, no, I, and, I, I, and I that, like that, to be honest. I I, I, I did... That did
1: um, sit well with me, to be honest.
2: And Batman's reaction after <laughs> when he comes back and he's just like, it's just these three guys in this ship. And, you know, when I found out the furry one wasn't a lady, I was <laughs> out. You know, it's just it's fucking brilliant. Um, you know, so I mean... I mean the thing is, I mean, like, it engaged my funny centres really, really, really well, you know. But when it, it, it's trying, it is really achingly trying to do more than that in the third act. But I don't think the first two acts really builds that up well enough. And then when it does come, it, it's so pedestrian, in what it's saying and i mean yeah okay you could say oh you know it's a lego movie but they're being anti-corporate and you know then they're they're talking about not following the instructions you know that's what lego is it's following the instructions but it's just well you know in the end of the day if kids buy lego star wars or lego harry potter or whatever they're gonna have to follow the instructions to build up those play sets because otherwise they're not going to fucking look like anything
1: yeah Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's the idea, because I, 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 you know, read, read a little bit of that, um, and the idea about the the, the it, it's going against the corporate idea and everything like that, it's bat bullshit. Let's be honest. This, this this movie is works very well as a movie, as an as as an entertainment movie, and it worked brilliantly at that. It, it's you know, for all the early negativity, it seemed like I was saying, it's a good film. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It is. It is. It also does double as a massive advert for Lego. Yeah. You know. there's You know. This the whole. Oh, Lego! You can build this. You can build this. You can build this. But did you also know that the possibilities are fucking endless? Let your imagination run wild. And it. There's, there's that element to it as well. Um. And you know. It. It does work. It, it. It's a brilliantly executed film on every level. Apart from, when it tries to get emotional. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I I mean, and the, the thing is, it might sound a bit mean, but in the end of the day, this isn't this isn't a film for the people, for me or you or people I follow on Twitter. No. You know, this is a film that does remind me that I am twenty nine years old and I am a dad. You know, and, and I mean, and. So while there are bits of this film that I I get an awful lot of more than most kids films, it is a kids film. And I'm not trying to sound reductive doing that, because as a kids film, it's five out of five. Holy fuck. If you were a kid, Jesus Christ. And I appreciate the messages that it does have for kids. But looking at this like a twenty nine year old. It, 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 you know, it's not up. It's not up there for me, and it doesn't make me feel like a kid. In fact, it makes me feel like a twenty-nine-year-old because I am like, this is for kids.
1: Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I can completely appreciate that. You know, see, part of that. Uh, you know, the the thing is, is um, the everything is awesome. Song. When that came on, and it, during while it was on. Um, there was two two girls sat in front of me in the seats in front of me, and they were dancing like properly yeah. dancing. Yeah, brilliant, great, love that. That's, that that those two kids dancing are what that film was trying to do. It was trying yeah, there was, to yeah. There was,
2: there, there, there was a little girl walking out, fucking singing along to it as as I was leaving yeah, as well. And,
1: and then and then right. when the film finished, right. they were dancing again. And you know, there was a lot of kids were had that. Um. Now, this might just be coming from a, 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 fucking, a world where a miserable
2: 31-year-old. But yeah, I think I'm about to agree. Go but, on. But
1: my brain went, hang on a minute. Isn't that song actually a kind of a bit... It, 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 it was a controlling method of uh, this
2: totalitarian dictatorship almost. <laughs> it almost it almost feels like the filmmaker's actively pointing a finger and saying like we're taking the piss out of this, but here's this earworm you're not going to yeah. be able to get this out of your head and it, like the amount of tweets I've seen with people like all caps love like, everything is awesome yeah. you know and it just it's a really weird meta hive mind kind of thing which is. Uh, you know, it is kind of actually propagating on social media. That is doing what is within the film, and that's very a. That's very clever. B. That's ve- that's actually pretty disturbing. Mm. If, I mean, if you want to be a complete killjoy, which I am. Yeah. Well, I, I, am. I I'm doing exactly the same thing. I'm being a complete killjoy. But the the
1: the, the idea that oh you'll you'll go out skipping and happy, seeing everything is awesome. It's like. But it, but that when they were singing that song, everything wasn't awesome. It I don't get how that is a a triumph of the film. It's, yeah. It, and it, that that is quite simply me viewing it as a thirty-one year old, not as a kid. If I'd have seen that when I was seven to ten years old, I would have been coming out going everything is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, and that, that would have been it. And, I, I you know, brilliant. And I I, 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 feel like,
2: I, feel like I want to move on because I feel like we're shit on a film that I actually quite enjoy. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, it, it is, yeah, definitely not shit. Four out definitely of five. Definitely not shit. Yeah. You know. Three and a
1: half out of five for me. Yeah, yeah, there you, you go. go. Uh, uh, can I just say, uh,
2: Will Arnett's um, Batman is brilliant fucking um, uh, like his his song there's a a fuller version of his song at the end like towards the end of the credits but i, I listened to it on spotify which, which is fun fam- it's just fucking brilliant yeah I, it, it, he is he is so 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 good in this mm. and there are so there are characters that are really great the the, the kind of like the the um, the little kitty that keeps every, all all, all the, the pissed off pissed off emotions locked up inside and it explodes at the end. Yeah, what, what Great, I really she's enjoyed a, that.
1: She's got like a really fucking strange name, Unikitty. Unikitty. Yeah.
2: Kid. Yeah. Um, and
1: the you know the, the the ones that keep on cropping up and the way that the way the whole world is constructed as oh you've got this land this land this land this land and then there's all these ones that we need to mention and it's like very clever. You you, you basically said. Look, you're not going to see this, 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 this Lego in this film. We're going to concentrate on these, and also as
2: well the the possible setup for a sequel. Um, I, I would watch that sequel in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would. That I would would I be would. especially if the bad guy has that kid's voice. Yeah, I, I would. I would happily, happily watch that.
1: Um, and like I say, it, it, it's a it's a solid three out of five, which is a fucking good score. Uh, and it's a definitely not shit from me, but. There's a, there's a caveat of, I, I just, I don't see how it is, some people are giving it 5 out of 5 and 10 yeah, out of yeah. 10. I just, I don't see that move in it. And it, 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 you used it, with a very good point is, but the problem is when you do that with a film, you are basically saying, building it up and building it up and building it up. For at some point, someone to go,
2: a lot of people to go, and ehm, backlash. There's gonna, I mean, there is going to be a backlash for the Lego Movie. Yeah, there is going to be.
1: There's gonna because... be a point where where you're gonna be you're gonna be in a pub and some knobhead is gonna start saying everything is awesome, and you're gonna go, no, just no, shut up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that that that's exactly it, you know, and it, it just, I don't know, it. it I, I, I'm kind of done talking about it, yeah. to be honest, I mean, it is really, really, really fun, but it's just like, if you're listening to this, and you're thinking, shit, so I'm not the only one who wasn't apoplectically positive about the Lego movie, you know, you're not alone, don't worry about it, it's, it's really, really good, it doesn't have to be the best thing ever.
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, so that was our review of the movie which is definitely not shit sorry,
2: but definitely not a masterpiece sorry, really.
1: um, so we're really going to play you some promos, some podcasts that uh, that we like and enjoy uh, and then we'll come in for our review of
0: It was a childhood corrupted by endless hours of VHS rentals. We're sick to the shit. you'd love it. In his most formative years, he had seen it all. I can handle anything. Action. <laughs> Karate is not to be used aggressively. But if I have no other choice. Horror. <laughs> and romance. Now, he's decided it's time to go back for just one more adventure. Humans are such an easy prey. Noel Meller presents... You're the problem, you little shit!
1: The Adventures in VHS Podcast. Join me, Noel Meller, as each month I take an in-depth look at one movie from my collection of x rental 80s VHS classics and speak to one or two of the people involved with making them about what the format means to them the adventures in vhs podcast
0: thank you have a nice day
1: download today from itunes by searching for adventures of vhs or visit adventures of vhs.com are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement i mean the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters i have ever encountered in any film
2: well you're in luck let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just just getting confirmation. Interesting. That's the third time though. I mean, I must, Is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could. Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... (laughs) He looks like somebody who can keep a secret.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah from GorePress.com, and along with my co-host Phil, we present the GorePress
2: Gorecast. But Sarah, what is the GorePress Gorecast?
1: Well, Phil, I'm glad you asked. It's a weekly show in which we review horror movies, discuss our love for the genre, and generally just blunder through, showcasing our startling ineptitude at podcasting. Hello, and welcome to another go- Oh, for fuck's sake, no, that is not helping! That sounds ridiculously professional. That can't be all we do, can it? It certainly isn't. We also try and talk a little bit about what we've watched recently and selflessly plumb the depths of B-movie hell so we can inform you, our loyal listeners, about what to watch and what to avoid. Well, that just sounds dandy. Where could I find such a podcast? Well, Phil, you can subscribe to us by searching for the new GorePress Gorecast in iTunes or you can find us at gorepress.com. So much knowledge about this bill.
2: Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't
0: been social in a while. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? Thank you. Please wait as your operating system is initiated. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Hi. I'm Samantha. Good morning, Theodore. Good morning. You have a meeting in five minutes. You want to try getting out of bed? (laughs) You're too funny. Okay, good. I'm funny. I want to learn everything about everything. I love the way you look at the world. How long before you're ready to date? What do you mean? I saw in your emails that you'd gone through a breakup. Well, you're kind of nosy. So what was it like being married? There's something that feels so good about sharing your life with somebody. How do you share your life with somebody? How are you? I guess I've just been having fun. You really deserve that. It's been a long time since I've been with somebody that I felt totally at ease with. What's it like to be alive in that room right now? I wish i could put my arms around you. I wish I could touch you. How would you touch me? A crazy thing to do it's kind of like a form of socially acceptable insanity love. what does a baby computer call its father i don't know what data <laughs> can you feel me with you right now i've never loved anyone the way i love you
1: me too. Safe now and we know how. Are miles away. Huh? Huh? huh. <laughs> are you good to go. Yeah. Cool. Right, you heard uh, some bits from uh, some promising some podcasts that we uh, like and enjoy. Um, our second main review of our uh, triple bill here is uh, Spike John's Her, um, which is excuse me is written by Spike himself. Uh, you've got stars are uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Ruby Mara, uh, and uh, has the voice of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, idea of the film is it's set around sort of, 12, 13 years from now in 2025, where operating systems have become more of an artificial intelligence thing and they have a greater influence on our lives. Um, And you've got Joaquin Phoenix playing a character called Theodore Twombly and he starts a relationship with his operating system um, known as Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson.
2: Um, Ian, uh,
1: what did you think of
2: her? I'll just warn you, just in case anyone can hear anything in the background. The kids with me. I'm not making little cute high pitch noises. I don't know whether you're picking that up, Mark, or if anyone's picking that up. But um, yeah, so if you're anything in the background, so, um, so her, uh, yeah. Um, I am a big, big fan of her. I've seen it twice now. Um, just to, it was basically I, I watched it again last night with Donna actually, just to um, kind of make sure my opinions were set in stone. And uh, they are actually, um, I think it's a really, 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 really fulfilling watch, which um, manages to be kind of like a really fantastic character study, while also kind of creating a, a, a world that it just feels so lived in and so believable that I, it, I, it feels like a world that's within touching distance. Both visually and also in the ideas it has, and um, I think I think it's quite something. I, I, I really do. Um, I, I mean, Mark, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm not where you are. Honest. Okay. Um, to be honest, uh, I I think her uh, is a, a a very good film. It's a very very good film. I just don't think it, it, it quite ever gets to be a, a great film for me. Okay. Um I, I think the all the cast are brilliant. Um, but I just I, I just felt that it, it it built me and built me and built me up to a point and then the last sort of 10, 15 maybe twenty minutes just lost me a little bit and it, it just it, it went it, it went one direction, and I, I think I would have liked it to have gone another direction. And when that happened, and it's you know, that's not saying the direction it went is bad or is, is crap or stupid or anything like that, but just the, the way that it went uh, wasn't the way I would like it to have gone, so it just kind of didn't quite keep me there. Um, Are you
2: talking like when Brian Cox comes into it? Or? Yeah.
1: Not, not, really, not that no I, I could understand
2: that um, but what happens
1: after that kind of it, it, that felt a little bit muddled and not as well thought out as the rest of the film to me. Um, it, like you say, all, all the rest of it, it it did feel incredibly well lived in and it, it felt it, like like these things were just were just there and I could I for, could forgive some of the affectations of the film. Uh, because I, I totally bought the the characters and I totally bought the, the idea, and I think that the, the film does predicate on this. Where if you can buy the idea um, of the fact that somebody could form a relationship and fall in love with with an operating system, if you can buy that, you'll get an awful lot out of of her. And if you can't, if that's just something that you can't get on board with and that's not a negative, it's just for some people that just doesn't, that doesn't make sense, that, that's that's fine, you can get that, you can buy into that, you, you'll get on board with that relation and I very much was, it's just, it, a few things happened in it that, that made me go,
2: I'm less, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I it's lost me a little bit here. I mean, so I mean, so these are moments like in the narrative. I take it, you. Yeah, know, in, it? in in the narrative where it, it just made me go,
1: hmm, okay, that that just seems a little bit, um,
2: just just like it, it didn't feel as well crafted as the rest of it. That's interesting. I mean, I I certainly like Donna said at the end of it. I really enjoyed that, but it was a bit too long, and I think. For, for I think for many people maybe the third act does kind of run out run out of steam a little bit and I mean I suppose in a way even though I thought it was all right myself I can kind of see where people might be coming from where it doesn't quite feel like this grand romance has like quite a satisfying kind of wrap up I suppose it just, but I, it just kind of ends. I romance. kind of I kind of liked how quiet it was and like when she says that she's going away with the other OS's but like they, that, they're just kind of lying down and whatnot. I just
1: thought that was really nice. That's that's the bit that I it, it, that felt to me, you know, it just felt like I'm going with with the OS's. and it's a bit like that idea that that we'll get to a point where we generate enough AI that it'll that it'll it'll outgrow us, and it'll just become this AI world within itself. It just that just. I think I expected something a little bit more crafted than an idea that's that's already
2: been kind of out there before a little bit. Well, uh, I mean, they, they they I mean they do set it up though. I mean, she says at one point like um, she the bit when um, she disappears and he doesn't know where she is. Yeah. And 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 she's like, well, you know, we're having an upgrade where we can um, expand beyond. I can't remember exactly how they phrase it, but beyond like material limits or something. Yeah. and the the way she's so kind of offhand about that, I don't know. I, I just and I, do you know what? I I, I
1: can see its point of, of the fact that, you know, effectively, you know, the, the one thing that AI will never have, um, but, you know, it, it might have, the and I think I think that this is put across in the film, and I think that maybe my my opinions all change on it, on subsequent watching, is that no matter what happens, that AI system will never have the full range of of, of human emotions because it'll never have all those sensory things. And no matter what, it it is like giving all of this intelligence and everything, but it's still going to lack that... I don't want to get all fucking wanky on it and say it'll never have a soul... But it, it, it's not that, but it'll just, it'll always lack that that last little bit that, that makes humans, humans and machines, machines, in a way. Um, and like I say, maybe, I think I think it went somewhere that I, I didn't want it to go and it went that way. And I think that it's maybe, it's not a criticism of the film. It's more that I wanted it to go somewhere and it didn't go. So maybe the next time I watch it, I... I knowing that it goes there and not having that jar of that, it is it, maybe I'll get I'll get more out of it
2: yeah I mean well that, yeah I mean that's interesting I mean I've um you know I've I've criticized many a film for not kind of going where I thought it was going to go or where I expected it to go and it, like the whole kind of like it's set you think it's setting you up for something else and it kind of doesn't I totally see what you mean there I just I don't know I thought it was a story about a relationship and it wasn't really getting into any of that other stuff. It was just kind of like interesting ideas that go along with it. Um, I mean, the idea of uh, kind of like going beyond the consciousness. So I, I, I that, that is an interesting idea, but it's not the central idea of this film. The central thing in this film is uh, this, this relationship between these two people and how, you know, people outgrow each other. And, and, and yet, here, because she's not human, they're a, they're able to kind of end it kind of better than you know most human relationships end when they when they do uh, like kind of sexual relationships end when they do end. Yeah, you know, I I just I, I thought that was interesting that kind of like the evolution of the computer was that they can yeah. actually end, end things on good terms. I suppose because she doesn't have that bit that makes her human, which is the bit where you're like I don't know you could resent someone or something. I I don't know. I just. I, I thought there, there were ideas here which I could really kind of chew on, as well as the central like relationship.
1: Yeah, certainly, so, and I I, 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 I,
2: you know, certainly appreciate that. That's what I
1: got out of the, you know, the, the vast majority of the film. Again, this is another film where, it, 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 where I, I really, I, I very much liked her. I was very much taken by it. I think that wacky um, Phoenix, you know, it. He plays it as, as somebody who is just, is a little bit, you know, he's going through a bad time and it, it's affected his ability to kind of be uh, happy around other people, it would seem. But he isn't this socially awkward, you know, can't relate to people, which, you know, some filmmakers would have gone down that that kind of, that the kind trailer, of path. The yeah. trailer
2: kind of makes it out that he, it is going to be that. I mean, the, the trailer for the film is... is... I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit goofy, to be honest. Like him fucking wandering around, and like with his phone and spinning around and laughing like a fucking goon. And yet in the film, it does actually kind of like make sense, and he, he doesn't appear antisocial.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's that, and I think that, that's you know that's because I think a lot of them would have gone right. We have a guy who has a relationship with an artificial intelligence. We've got to make him socially awkward so they couldn't have a relationship anywhere else. You know, this guy could. You know, he's an intelligent guy. He's, you know, he's got friends. He's got a social life. He's just, he's gone. He's he's going through a divorce that he seemingly doesn't want to go through. And there's, you know, there's a lot of growth in his character. How he realizes that, you know, there was a lot in the relationship that he had with uh, his wife, where a lot of things that he thought were his fault weren't actually his fault. But a lot of things that, you know, he also learned a lot about. Himself and about the fact that he has a lot of faults, and maybe having that, you know, the relationship with this with, with an OS rather than, a, you know, an actual physical human gave him that perspective because there's a bluntness to the OS system that, the, that you sometimes don't get. And, you know, a lot of bits from Wacky Think where he's talking to it and what he's saying and the way he's saying it are very different to the facial expressions that he's giving. And that's how he can almost trick the system into thinking what he's trying to make it think
2: mm, mm. no yeah no absolutely I mean I, 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 I do think that's that's interesting I mean like that just the whole kind of, the, the, the world of it I mean the way it's shot in you know, I think it was shot in LA and Tokyo so you've got this kind of weird doesn't quite feel right sense about the world and you've got this this cinematography that um, uh, I uh, kind of feels almost like it's got the kind of like the the, the burn in of almost like it's kind of a, almost like a post-world war three kind of landscape where everything's permanently but bathed in this kind of weird kind of pale light and i i, I don't know it, it, it that that whole thing i mean the the idea of the um hand the personal handwritten cards business that he 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 works for and like the idea of you know his book his book of letters getting published and yet it's like letters that aren't really from him they're just written by him and have you know have his kind of soul but aren't like actually 100% human because they're not actually the person the, the person writing them you know it's There's so much interesting stuff in the margins as well as the relationship here.
1: Yeah, certainly. There are. There is. It it, it is. It is a lot more than just a film about a guy who has a relationship with his computer essentially. Totally. There is a lot more. There's a lot more to it. And I get the idea of what Spike Jones is saying about the fact that, you know, there's very little interaction between people and people. Um, in this in this film, um, on a whole, you know, there's a lot of action where and everything is reacted by, I need to tell my computer about this, and it, yeah. it, it, there's there's that always kind of like panning around with this, and that you know that that does come through quite well, you know, the fact that Amy Adams is correct that is going through an actual proper break up yeah um and again she finds solace in an operating system possibly because it's something that she controls it's something that she can turn off when she needs to
2: yeah quite and I mean i I, I don't know I mean I love the the kind of the idea that that brings up as well about well almost even though the, the film itself doesn't really go into this but whether the idea of like Samantha is like this because she's just being a good operating system mm. you know she she is just being a good product almost yeah. Um, and yeah, certainly yeah you know and i mean like because with um amy adams's character it's uh, you know the way she like gets into that and how other people do there's almost like a brand loyalty kind of thing going on you know i mean it doesn't feel a million miles away from people's relationship with apple to be honest you know or, or android i mean to be fair yeah you know, where, like it, it just people get these personal attachments to it and it's all it, through marketing and through the software and i mean it, doesn't feel a million miles away from now. It's just kind of extrapolated.
1: No, I mean it
2: definitely could be a
1: world that you know that that could that could exist. Uh, and uh, I think that that something. I think one of my uh, the things that kind of jarred me a little bit about it was uh, it, it, it seemed it it, it it seems like something all too real that could happen. It it, it, it didn't seem like it, it that is a world. That's 12, 13 years away. It feels like a world that could be, you know, a few years away, and uh, and maybe that's a world that's been continuing like that, and that was just the next step in within within that that world. But also, well, like you say, you know, that the idea that like you say, it, it was almost a, a a post-apocalyptic, post-World War Three. Like there was, there was some kind of new socialism within the world, and uh, that did feel right because. It, it it did feel like it was not one or two notches from our reality, but maybe two or three notches sure. from our reality. Certainly, you know, it, it felt like that to me at at points um, within the film. Um, definitely.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it's fair to say as well that like, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson's performances. I mean, they they they, they are fantastic. I mean, Joe Hanson, there's so much kind of I don't know, feeling in, in, in her voice. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know, it is... She feels like a real character. She yes, feels, it totally does. just feel like a voice. It feels like...
1: I mean, I'm still surprised that I watched that film and I didn't see Scarlett Johansson. And two things there that I'll come to. Uh, I, 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 I still feel like I, I, was, I was watching Scarlett Johansson. And part of that is because she has quite a distinctive voice. The other thing that I think was 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 good was some directors might have when they had the the surrogate, surrogate partner,
0: yeah might yeah. have
1: at that point had and gone right this is how we can get Scarlett Johansson into the film and Spike Jones was never going to do that he was always going to have somebody else uh, and that scene for me was the was the standout scene in the film yeah sure um it it, it was it, it, it worked so well and it it was it did it did feel weird and it did feel creepy. But also it, it, the fact that he clearly doesn't understand that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That that's the way that it's going to pan out. You know, he thinks that, you know, he's going to have interaction with this girl. And the fact that he opens the door and she doesn't speak to him at all, gives her the stuff. So Max going I have to give you this camera and this earpiece. And then she closes the door and comes in and she's just, and that worked really well, and the fact that she, the girl, breaks down and she's like, "I don't want to. I don't want to affect your relationship." That
2: that whole scene was was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Right, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the story bit bit's really interesting because I mean, I mean, it's something that Johansson's character wants to do, but it's also something that shows that she's, you know, she's not human. She uh, maturity yeah. to to understand how how awkward that would be. How if, weird, a, yeah, an idea that is for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's very clever. And also, I, I must say, Portia Doubleday, who um, uh, w- was the surrogate, uh, quite fetching. And, yes, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I think she, she played that really well. Um, I just, I don't know, the idea that there are people out there who are willing to do that and, like, Johansson's character kind of do it, like... And, and yet it's not really gone into it. it, it again, it's just world-building, where it's just stuff in the margins that, uh, I, it just... Yeah, it, it just feels really, really impressively done. I mean, this is up for an Oscar for production design, and it's like, I think, what's it up against? Um, Great Gatsby and something else, uh, but something kind of uh, retro. And yet, I think this is a more impressive achievement because this is an undocumented world. This is con- like conceptual stuff. Mm. That right, so it, 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 this, this isn't the world we live in.
1: Mm-hmm. It, 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 is, it is a different world it is, it is a future world
2: yeah, yeah, exactly and, um, it, and yeah, it's not like flying, it's not Blade Runner
1: no, it, it, it's a but I mean, it, there is there is
2: an argument to say that this you know, it, it's it, it, this is very much is a sci-fi film yeah, I mean, this could be a, like 50 to 100 years before Blade Runner
1: mm. oh yeah, certainly, yeah you know, this is the the precursor to to something like Blair Runner, and it works it works very well as I, that. I, I, it's one of those films, where the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm thinking. You know what? I, I think I enjoyed it more than I think I thought I did.
2: Yeah, I just I I don't know. I I, I think there's an awful lot there, and I mean, I've seen some complaints about uh, uh, about the film being too hipster it or is. whatever. It, I, 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 I really I don't see that. the trousers
1: at all. the trousers thing? But they're
2: just. Simon Cowell trousers.
1: Yeah, but the fact the fact that there's so many most of the male characters are wearing them. I don't I
2: I? do I just not have any sense of fashion whatsoever that I don't know that's a thing. I
1: wouldn't say
2: that, no. I, I i
1: I do think there are a there are a number of, of of hipstery elements to the film.
0: They didn't
1: they didn't take me out of it. They didn't they didn't bother me that much, but there are some, like I mentioned, some affectations within the film where I, I think if you weren't liking the film, weren't on board with it, would be um, easy targets. Certainly, I do think at that point, it goes a little bit... It, it didn't for me, but I could see, I could definitely see how some people would go it, it, there's there's too much hipsterishness to it. I, I definitely see that. That's
2: fascinating. I, 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 I don't I, I, I maybe I'm just insanely uncool, and that's probably what it is. But I I just I, don't. I definitely don't think that that's it. I I, I think I think it, 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 it's one of those things where
1: some people it just it won't have it won't pick up on some people not not, not won't pick up on it. it. It just won't it won't niggle. It won't actually it won't even register that these are points. But I think for some people, I think once you once it gets there, it will go. That's it, the trousers thing, it didn't bother me, but I could see how some people, if they weren't enjoying it, could go, right, can someone explain the fucking trousers to me? Because it was just him wearing them, fine, but it isn't. It, 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 it's almost every male character. And so that is a conscious idea of him saying, this is what trousers are like in the future. And the fact that you can now buy those trousers... Future trousers. You know, I, that is what I mean. That's what I think with, with the hipsteriness thing and the fact that they were like, they were they were very hipster trousers. It wouldn't surprise me if there's certain bars in York th- and the moustache thing. I know it, it's stupid and it makes no sense, but that is the sort of things that people are meaning because I know I, I could quite easily see somebody in certain bars in York dressed like Theodore's character,
2: exactly the same. It's those type of things. Fair enough. I just, I, I don't know. I am I'm glad I don't pick up on Do that. You know what? Do you know
1: what? You should be,
2: because it is absolutely <laughs> fucking nitpicking
1: of the highest order. But you know the it, it it is people the hipster thing has been people who have an issue with the idea of hipsters will point out and go hipsters. And I think the fact that Spike John's making it as well um, doesn't help. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, that's he true. could be he could be regarded as a hipster filmmaker.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, yeah but he, t- he totally can. I not I just I think he's got more to him, you know. Oh, I
1: mean, he, like... he, he certainly does. Yeah, and and it, it, if if there is anybody out there that is pointing the hipster finger and then tells me how much their Wes Anderson films, then their point will be fucking invalid.
2: I almost think you could say that about the fucking Lego movie as well. To be honest, it just—I—I I, 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 could—I could certainly, yeah. It's—it's it's the latest cool thing to like that feels like it could be ironic, mm. but you know, yeah. I—but I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being mean, but um, I don't know. Sounds like we're pretty much done. I think I think we are. Yeah. Um. It it's it's uh, for me. It, it's a solid four out of
1: uh, four out of five. Um. I really liked it. Whacking Feet is, is magnificent in it. Uh Amy Adams is very good. Um as she always is. And Scarlett Hansen does does brings a lot more than just a voice to the film.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean I definitely, definitely not shit. Um it's one of my films of the year so far, if not the film of the year, uh for me. And uh very very, very pleased with it, frankly. It didn't let me down.
1: Cool. Um one of the questions we've got, I think this is the only question we've got actually at the moment for, for, for this week uh, is actually relating to something to do with her. So I thought we might as well do it now rather than okay. do it, uh, after all. After boy. Uh, it's from Tom uh, at Very Cinematic on Twitter. Um, and he says um, which actor would you like to be a sexy, sexy voice of your computer? So
2: Ian, which actor would you like and which actress would you like, if you can have one of each? Ted Levine, doing his um, Signs of the Lambs. Fucking hell, that's beautiful. And, uh, thank you. And, uh, to be honest, it is unoriginal, but I probably would go Scarlett Johansson for for the the, 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 the woman, because you know. She does have a sexy voice. Fucking hell. Yeah. Pretty right she does. Um, that would be me. Yeah, like Ted Levine. That's
1: a good one. Um... um I fuck I'm, me. I fuck me. I'm going to go for um, Bobcat Golf Whip. It, it uh, puts the lotion <laughs> in the basket.
2: Can you imagine how fucking
1: freaky that would be if it woke you up on the morning that. Yeah, it'd just be like, You have five emails.
2: <laughs> Deleting emails. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want it to give you good news, would you? No, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's just like today's stock prices. Are... <laughs> what,
1: what what what's the weather, Ted? It's raining. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's sunny out. It's a little bit
2: windy. Yeah,
1: mine, mine would either be would either be uh, yeah Bobcat golfway uh, in Scrooged. I see. Uh, just kind uh, it'd be amusing. Um, or Keanu Reeves um, in Point Break.
2: Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet.
1: Just, cause, just because everything would be, you'd get be a laugh at everything. Um, and female-wise, I'd either go. Skydance is a good one. Um, Jewel Nile era
2: Kathleen Turner would work quite well. Nice. Um. What well, about Kathleen Turner as her character in Friends? Why not? Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that's mine. Uh, Julie era Kathleen
2: Turner. Very nice. Um, right, um, we're gonna uh, give you the trailer for. Um, uh, old- do you know? Do you know what Charlton Copley's character in Old Boy would be pretty?
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll come to that. We'll get into that. But, yeah. <laughs> we will get into that. <laughs> Certainly. Um, so. We'll give you the trailer for Old Point Boy, uh, and then we'll delve into um, a, a film which I think that, that, that we could get quite a bit out of here.
0: Fuck is the phone? Her husband and father of the surviving child. Your father's been missing for 20 years. If I could somehow bring him here, do you think you could forgive him?
2: I could try.
1: Showed up last night.
0: I need your help, Johnny. I haven't seen the guy in like 20 years. Who are you? If you are trying to find your daughter and clear your name, I could
1: help you. If you would like to see your daughter alive again, answer two questions. One, why did I imprison you for
0: 20 years? And two, why did I let you go? you go i don't have a choice whoever you are i will find you i only run this place all right
2: Shit, you might want to think about what you're
0: doing here i've been thinking about it for the last 20 years
1: okay that was the uh, trailer for Spike Lee's um, remake of Old Boy, um, it's, well, yeah. Park Chan-wook's Old Boy is one of the, uh, I would say, most celebrated non-English language films of the past 20 years, would that be fair to say? Yeah. Uh, um, let's be honest, it is, um, in, in my eyes, it is, it is an absolute masterpiece, Old Boy. But what I will say before I go into the bits about Old Boy is I'm not, I didn't go into Old Boy comparing it to Old Boy. I went into it watching it as a separate film. Sure. Uh, and the reason I think, a reason why I, why I could do that quite well was I've only seen Old Boy twice. Once at the cinema, um, and uh, which actually wasn't on its original run, it was quite a bit later, uh, and once on, on DVD. And they were two weeks apart and they were a good four or five years ago. So I remember a lot of the key the key beats of it, but I don't remember the exact subtleties of a lot of it, which I think helped going into this old one.
2: Gotcha.
1: Um, so yeah, so we have um, Josh Brolin, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, and Weird Shalto Copley, Um. Josh Brolin plays uh, Joe Doucette, who is an advertising exec, uh, and in 1993 uh, is kidnapped and is imprisoned um, by a mysterious um, force. The uh, Stranger, played by Shalto Copley. and he's looked after by Samuel L. Jackson via a poster on the wall. He's kept there for 20 years, um, and he's beamed TV um, into the room. Which gives me an idea about what's happening with his daughter in the outside world. We're going to get incredibly spoilery on this, but I, let's be honest: it, it, it's a film that most of you have probably already fucking seen. Um, Even though, to
2: be to be fair, in terms of the remake, it, it is kind of it is kind of worth being unspoiled about the specifics of the remake. Um, they do somewhat play with exactly what's going on. These yes. It, it's. It, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that the the kind of the main twist it, it is is, it is the same. The same well, are we going complete spoilery, or are we going to try and? No, we'll go complete spoilery. But I think it's worth saying before we go in. If, yeah. You know, if you've only seen the original, and you're interested in this one, then you, you, know, stay, you know, stay away because there is, it's not exactly shot for shot. Right,
1: it, it certainly certainly isn't. Um, right,
2: Ian. Go on then. What did you think of, uh, of of old boy? Um yeah, so I mean, I I right, I didn't hate it uh, at all actually. Um, I thought it was actually, it was quite watchable. Um, though, I I would quite like to see Lee's initial cut, which I believe was a lot longer. Yeah, I I yeah. Um because. The the pacing of it is actually quite slow and quite methodical for, like, the first half. But then after the hammer fight sequence, it basically rushes through the rest of it as quickly as humanly possible so it can get to the twist. Uh, It's almost like the producers or the studio heads were just like, we just want to get to the twist because it's going to blow people's minds let's get through this as quickly as possible. And that really does hamper the film, because particularly the relationship to bring, between Brolin and Olsen's characters feels really, really undercooked. Mm. And the very, very ending... I was impressed that they they did still do that, spoiler, that he was fucking his daughter, but the way that they actually try to have it kind of be redemptive was really odd. It, it, like The original film knows that once you go down that road, it's all dark. Mm. And the original film, where basically the ending is, he chooses to forget everything that he's learned and carries on his relationship <laughs> fucking his daughter... Is so. It is even more dark. Yeah. The ending of this one is almost a happy ending. Yeah, which is mental. Yes. It's really. It's so weird that it ends on that note. But Mark, go.
1: What I'll say is, I would be very. Part of me would be very, very interested to see the
2: three-hour cut.
1: Totally,
2: um, I, I would, I would watch it. And
1: if if, if, if it was announced um, that that was going to be on the Blu-ray, or if in a year's time they brought out another Blu-ray and that was on it, I'd buy it. Um, I'd be close to. I I would buy it without question. Um, what I'll say is this film is far from perfect. Oh God, yeah. Its worst moments, in, in all, boy, um, are when it tries to recreate the original, the the, the first film, the the, the Park Chan Wook film. So, the hammer um, scene is is cringeworthy. It, it, it's badly shot. It's badly choreographed. It, it look it looks like
2: a like a, like a shit Michael Jackson video, to be honest. And Sorry yeah, to interrupt. No, go on, no, go on. I'll just say, the first fight that he has with the, the, on the football field makes no sense. Yeah, it's... where's where yes. you getting all those bottles from? There is that. There's also the fact that it's almost like Lee is just saying, "You've watched the original. You know, you know why this is." Or it almost like this cut. Is saying, oh, you've watched the original. You know that he's learned all this stuff because he's been watching the, it, it. Watching it, yeah. and okay, you see him working out and stuff. Hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to just say, oh, it was this in the original, why wasn't it like this? But in the original, it just has that one line where he's just like, I wanted to see whether, yeah. um, just, just because just I've been practicing this, 10 whether 10 I can years do of it.
1: Practicing a room, a, a room. Mean I can do it in real life. Oh yes, it does. It, it, and then here, the bit where he runs up to the girl, yeah. isn't there? And he says, "Does ten years of practicing this mean I can just do it? What is it?" And he runs and kisses the girl, and she hits him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's great. Here, it's almost like he's just turned into a badass superhero. And yeah, yeah. all right, he's been working out, but there's no, there's no more to it than that. Yeah, there's no there's no introduction or justification. He's just the first people he
1: comes across. He he kills one of them certainly and yeah. and names the other ones and then just runs away yeah <laughs> it it, is, yeah it is a yeah. little bit like maybe there was a, the, the, there could have been a bit more uh, adjusting um what I mean, what I will say is um the utter mentalness and just outright ridiculousness of this this film at uh, a lot of points and um, chiefly shout Copley's just Absolute cartoon fucking character performance made me, uh, I'll be honest, a little bit fall in love with this film. Wow! Um, okay. I'm not going to say this is a fucking great film. It's not at all. It has a lot of issues, but my god, did I enjoy it?
2: I fair enough. I mean, I I, I wouldn't go that far, but. I do, I do think it it is watch, it is watchable, and I mean that sounds like damning with faint praise, but considering what this could have been, and considering the the reaction there has been to it, I I I was also surprised. I I this cut I wouldn't recommend, but I still got more out of it than I expected.
1: I expected it to be an utter, a, utter, utter train wreck. Yeah. Um, Completely, uh, in, in all cases. And then what I actually got was this this kind of insane um, film that, that, that seems to be confused in of itself that is a, as much an old boy rip-off as it is a remake of old boy. <laughs> uh, in the fact that you could have called this a different name and released it and people would have gone,
0: ooh,
1: that's very old boy, isn't it? But and, and you know I got pretty much exactly probably a better reaction than actually saying this is an old boy remake. Um, you know in the when you in the seventies when you got um you know the Euro crime movies were essentially just fucking rip-offs of American movies like The French Connection and things like that. That almost felt a little bit like this. The fact that it's set in America yet for no reason at all, it still feels like it's set in. In in Korea, you know, it, it's still the it's still the dumplings. It's still got that Chinatown feel <laughs> to it. It's still all of that that's there. It doesn't, you know, the fact that Shalot Copley's right hand um, lady is still, you know, Japanese Korean, um, and still... also pretty fucking useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does kill quite quite quickly, which is brilliant. But just it, it does seem the. the, the the original but is so well paced and is absolutely immaculately balanced and everything. And this is just fucking turned up to 11.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and it is ridiculous in, in points. And, and Copley um, absolutely embodies all of that just fucking what the fuckness about yeah. it. That for me, I was able to go, fuck okay, it, do you know what? I'm on board with this. I'm on board with, with with how much of a mess this is that I'm actually really quite enjoying it. I know where it's going. I know where it's going to go.
2: But I'm enjoying going along for the ride. Brolin is great. He's very watchable. His yeah. drunk acting at the He's start is, is really... The mumbling to yeah, himself.
1: The, the, the five dollars. You give me five dollars. Uh, yeah. You know. You keep thinking that he's gonna he's gonna explode and start knocking everything over, but he he just keeps squeaking it and going <laughs>
2: duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the thing is, the way Josh Brolin is in real life, you wouldn't be surprised if he did just get pissed and then they just rolled the cameras. Yeah, and, and
1: the all the imprisoned scenes
2: worked really well for me. You know. It,
1: when when he's got the mouse uh, like that, and he's like, where have you gone? And they've given it, and they've cut them out. That, I actually, that was the moment where I started to feel for his character a little bit, and I did get, it did, you know, I did start to get emotionally attached to the the film. Even though I know, you know how it's going to pan out, because you've seen the original, but it still managed to draw me in, certainly.
2: I'm not going that far, myself. Um... I, I mean, again, like the second half of the film. I mean, it because it it takes so much time on the him being imprisoned and then him like initially coming out. I mean, that that's almost like the first half of the film. Mm. That it really just amps up the um the the the, the pacing uh, and it just I don't know. I I need I wanted more. I wanted more character time. This kind of felt like. A cl- it, it, I mean, it was almost like Spike Lee had been given a, an assignment to watch the original Old Boy, and then remake it, and then then literally just remake it, it like off his own back. And it was almost like he was really engaged for like the first half hour, the uh, first half, and then went to the toilet, and then came back, and then checked his phone, and then every now and then he like got into a scene, but then he kind of disconnected again. It basically felt like that for me.
1: Yeah, and I can. Yeah, like I say, I, I I completely completely agree with that. It, it it does rush, you know. It it it'd be it'd be nice. It, it'd be a great comparable piece to see how much because this film is, is is certainly split into two halves. Um, where you've got the, the the first bit where you know where we see him being a bit of an ass, and then the bit where he's in prison. And then the you know when once he's been released, you've got that half of the film. Um, and it'd be interesting to see where. More he's put into, I, you know, I can see there being a little bit more put into the imprisoned bit, but I can see there being a lot more. There's, there's very little built up with his relationship with Elizabeth Olsen, and I think the fact that that going through to what eventually happens, it is relying on the fact that you already know, you know, that it's his daughter because that relationship builds very, very fucking quickly.
2: Yeah, well, yes. There, I mean, God, yeah, there is that as well. I mean, you've got that, that other guy who's kind of like the other Doctor guy who's kind of into her but then just basically disappears altogether. It kind of almost feels like there's, there's more of him somewhere. There definitely feels like there was more of Samuel L. Jackson. Like, mm. the, his char- the way his character just kind of like, he fucks off at the end of that, that one scene and then that's basically him until one shot right at the end of the film. Mm. It, it just... It feels like there's a bunch of stuff which has gone walkabouts, and it it makes the film increasingly choppy as it goes on. Mm. I mean, yeah, there is there is also um, because
1: you know the only the only people we've heard say so far about this this uh, three hour cut, uh, Spike Lee. I, all, all I've read so far, so you know I, I might be fucking way off bat here. Uh, Spike Lee uh, has mentioned it, and Josh Brolin's mentioned it, and a few of the people who worked on the movie have mentioned it. It, 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 it. It's it wouldn't surprise me, Spike Lee being the type of person he is now, is if this is his way of after the fact saying, "Well, this isn't my version of the film. That's why it failed. My version of the film was was all this much more, and the three-hour cut." Might you might watch that and you might go actually do you know what fucking hell that makes even less sense and there's way too much there because the amount that's there and the amount that this is turned up having three hours of that might be too much but I would still like to fucking see
2: it. Yeah no abs no absolutely I mean there might yeah it might be even more waffly and maybe in the end of the day just kind of cut down cliff notes version is is. <clears throat> May, may well be the the better cut. I mean, whether this story deserves to be three hours long, you know, probably not. Um, I. But then again, I mean, I suppose a compromise between the two versions might be good. I could go for like a two hour twenty minute, one. You know, but well, hmm. I mean, who knows? But I, yeah, I mean, it just it's not as bad as its reputation has suggested. Or, or as as it, as it could have been. Or yeah, or as, that it could as it could have been. It it, it just for me it's a five out of ten um it, it, you know it's almost 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 a recommend and I would say for those who are curious it's worth it's probably worth a shot I, I, for me it's a soft seven out of
1: ten sure um i I very much enjoyed it and I'll, I'll be honest I'll, I will watch it again. I might well, to be honest, yeah. Um, and if, if if it's announced that the um, that the, the the extended cut is going to be available on the Blu-rays, I'll 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 watch that with with interest certainly, um, just to compare and to see to see whether or not that is a better version or whether or not the you know the whoever said to Spike Lee, yeah no just just no just no just just. Get it to under two hours, and let's just fucking get it out because this has just been a bad idea from start to finish. Um, and you know whether or not it's that, whether or not this, or whether or not what might happen is, I could see it being one of those things where this becomes a the the rumored um, Spike Lee cut that we you know, becomes this fabled cut of a film that we never actually see ever. I mean, it, it, it makes it, it, it enhances. You know, Spike Lee, it, simply by association of say, of him saying, well, you know, it's not my cut, that. And, you know, my cut might never see the light of day. It just
2: kind of enhances the legend or something. Yeah, yeah. that's ex- exactly it.
1: And, you know, people say, people will then start saying, oh, yeah, well, I was shit, but that's because, you know, it wasn't the film that Spike Lee wanted to give us. It's like, you can't say that until you've fucking seen the film that Spike Lee wanted to give us. You know, he's, he's let's be honest, if Spike Lee had been making great films for the past 15 years, you could say, you know, yes, well, you know, this isn't Spike Lee's film, is it? But let's be honest, he's been cheering out some crap for the past 15 years. So there is that to consider.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, that totally is. It just, I don't know, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of latter periods uh, Spike Lee films, I mean, it's... um, I, yeah, I mean, it's probably up there. I mean, it kind of... It almost weirdly feels like he took this on and it's kind of like a safe... Well, you know, I'm definitely going to get a budget and this is definitely going to get a release mm. kind of film and I can keep my name out there. And I mean, like, I thought you know, the, the marketing was quite interesting. I fucking love the poster. I know people took the piss out of the poster, but just as a weird statement of intent, the, the image of like Josh Brolin just like coming out with a fucking case. I, I like is 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 great. And it's got it's got that kind of subversive, kind of slightly quirky tone to it through the film. Yeah. Um it but I mean it doesn't I, I don't know. It, it it feels like the weirdest Safe studio assignment ever.
1: Yeah, and and and, and, you mean the whole Chateau Copley's voice and mannerisms thing was clearly was clearly a a choice.
2: Oh well, yeah,
1: Jesus, and and that's a fucking strange choice to get behind. And uh, uh, I think very much so in the context of the rest of the film, I was very much. Do you know what? Yeah. I'm just along for the ride now, so if that fucking weird voice
2: is, is that character, I'm for it. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I mean, it's I I, I enjoyed that. Just the yes. sheer back shitness yeah sheer bat shit Just the
1: ridiculousness of it.
2: And the idea of Spike Lee and Copley having the conversation where one of them decides that that's a good idea. Yes. It, that that's that's fascinating. Um, I mean that that really it's just it's. I, it, it is mental, and it's mental through the whole course of the film. But I mean, yeah, just going back to the ending again, though. Just the, the, that voiceover is—it's just so odd, mm. and and just like the you know, he gets away with not telling her, and he kind of ends in a happy pace where he's just gonna disappear forever, and it—it's it, going uh, back to what what what—it's going back. Home, in a way isn't it yeah yeah no quite, yeah quite i i I, nah, I it's it's a really really weird kind of compromised you know how can we actually do the dark ending but still have have it end up with people being kind of satisfied yeah it, it, it's like it is very much a we can't have it like that with, which is which is so odd because frankly the audience for this film already is going to be so limited that you may as well just keep it dark. Like, what's the idea? I mean, like there is so much like R rated, eighteen rated material here that what is the point? I mean, yeah, it, 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 in trying to gore. go it, broad at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 you know it, it's very amps sort up of the gore in it.
1: Oh, God, yeah. You know, it, it's fucking brutal to look at at points. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and to add a happy tinge to it, to make it seem, you know, she's going off with, essentially, she's going off with all of this money. And she has no... All, her memory, in a way, of him is, you know, that he was this man who came into her life and gave it a little bit of meaning and, and, and then... Gave her this amazing gift of freedom, um, and you know that she'll never know the actual truth, and the fact that he takes some kind of satisfaction in that he could that he could do that for her uh, in anonymity of fatherhood, in a way that he was been a good father by doing that. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, 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 he was sacrificing the glory of fatherhood for the, the good of fatherhood.
2: Yeah, quite I', I don't, it just and the, the thing is I mean like his character you do kind of get behind him but I still don't feel that, that that character really kind of deserves a happy ending even you know even if it's not an outwardly happy ending for him it is happy yeah it, it just it's it's odd it's just like when when the like the last image is him looking at the camera and smiling and it cuts the credits it is just like did that just actually happen hmm yeah, but, it's it's yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's an odd ending, and I mean, it, it's just it, it it's indicative of a film that doesn't quite know what it wants to be, whether it wants to be badass and cool or whether it wants to kind of have this weird redemptive angle going on. And it, I don't know, it kind of fell between two storms for me. But it's certainly not terrible, and uh, you know that's a that's a Pleasant surprise in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean for me, it, 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 it's a, it's a definitely not shit. Um, I was not surprised how good a film it was because I'm not gonna go that far. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it.
2: Fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm going shit because I do think it's shit, mildly, but I, I just I don't think it's nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be.
1: I, I will I will I will, however, caveat my definitely not shit in that that. I do have some kind of notoriety for, for liking films far too easily, and and that may very well be the case with Old Boy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. No,
1: nowhere near as bad as, let's just say, if the original, uh, when this originally conceived, it was going to be Spielberg direct, I think, wasn't it? Oh,
2: and Will Smith. And Will yeah. Smith
1: that's in it, right? I would prefer... Tenfold a millionfold this than that, the idea of that. Mm. Can you imagine Spielberg's fucking daddy issues, uh Will Smith's commercialism and this story? Oh, it'd have been
2: horrible. Yeah, totally. Literally. Yeah, it, it would have been it, brutal. It, it
1: would've it would uh, it would it, it wouldn't have been that he fucked his daughter. It would have been that he got like a fucking a shame boner watching his daughter in the shower or something like that. <laughs>
2: shame boner.
1: Right. Uh, so that was that. Well, we've got that was we've got no other questions. Uh, have you got any other favour? Any other bits, Ian, to go over? No, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Like I said, we'll we'll decide uh, throughout the week uh, what our um, marathon's going to be for the next show, and we'll be back to our normal format on the next show. Uh, What are we covering next week, Ian?
2: Fuck knows. What's out? What's out? Fuck knows. I I genuinely have no idea what's out next week. It's the
1: first week, I think, where there hasn't been a a big kind of standout release, I think, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only Lovers Left Alive, but I don't think I'm going to get to see that next weekend yeah I think it might have to be a VOD thing possibly yeah
1: yeah we'll we're gonna probably leave well, it.
2: New York Winter's Tale Only Lovers Left Alive Stranger by the Lake that's about it well we'll, well, 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 we'll, we'll decide during the week uh, for
1: that so it'll be a big surprise every film that we're covering will be a surprise um, well thank you everyone for listening uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. a little bit shorter than usual but yeah um, you know, we we think we got quite a lot out of, out of three um, films. Yeah, we banged through them. Yeah, um, but we got a, a good amount of discussion out of them. Uh, and hope we hopefully we entertained you along the way. Um, any feedback to you uh, at Dude and Monkey on Twitter, at Ian Laurie on Twitter, at DudeForce on Twitter, or uh, dudeandmonkey at gmail.com? Um, anything
2: to add, Ian? Nah, man, I'm good. That was a good show. I enjoyed that. Me too. Cool. Thank you very for listening, uh, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye, guys.